The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James Loving, host of Loving That Sports Talk, and always co-hosted with me, Eric Glover. You that Glove? I'm here, James. How you doing today? Well, I think I got you beat today. I can't wait to hold you there to tell you. It's 80 out here in Chicago. It's 80 in Chicago. 80 degrees in Chicago? You're absolutely right. You do have me beat because it's only sunny and 78. Well, we got you about two degrees, right? Yes, so sir. I, yes, sir. I, I get the gloat more than you today, right? And you have not going to ask you all day, uh, what's the weather in Chicago like, James? <laughs> today is 80 degrees and sunny. <laughs> I couldn't wait to tell you that today. <laughs> well, we're going to start off. Uh, I didn't get to talk to you today, but it's kind of a touchy subject. I was kind of wondering, should I talk about this? Because I don't want to offend nobody or offend, you know. But, I mean, and it, it goes back to my point. I think we talked about this before. And I keep saying, why people got to know what we do when we're at home and all like that, you know? And I'm, I'm referring to um, Jason Collins, is it? I'm saying the regular? Yes, Collins, yes. Basketball player that played for the Wizard came out said that he's gay. But my thing is, I mean, it's been all over the news, and I think you hit it on point. Like, that's all going to be talked about. Now, you know, you hear things like his ex-fiance talking. They got a picture of him, and uh, I don't know if you've seen it on there, like, see who um, was with him in this picture. You know, just like all this coming up, but... It goes back to when I was telling you, we're like, God, when we go and have a beer and get drunk, why is it such important for the media? And it goes to, you know, like, we worry about Tiger Woods, who he cheated on with girlfriends. Don't pay the tickets to see them play golf or play basketball gloves. Well, you know what? It's, 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 it's sad when, if you look at people, you know, they're not happy in their own life, so they look to others as role models or they look to others and live their life through those others and they're not doing it in a way of praise. They're doing it in a way that they're hoping someday that they can condemn them. So with, with Tiger Woods, you know, everybody loved Tiger just like they loved OJ before the OJ trial. You know, we, we put these athletes on a pedestal so we can condemn and tear them down. And then once they're torn down, we feel better about ourselves. But in reality, we really don't because we're we're those same losers that put them up there in the first place. So it's one of those double-headed swords. It's like they're they're damned if they do because of who they are, but then you know they're damned when they fall from grace. And now we can point the finger at them. And, and one reason I actually is that I said it's kind of touching subject. You don't want to offend nobody, but I mean, you know, you look at it and say, like you said, they look to bring you down. And I told who I think we had back when Galen was on, I said, the media can make you or break you, right? I mean, they can pump you up to where you just great athlete and you the best person in the world. But once they get one little thing on you, bring you down, it seems like the whole world come on because they keep more and more and they put stuff on there so you can read it. Oh, I didn't know that about him. I didn't know that about him. But why do we care? I mean, you know what I'm saying, well, because the guy gay, okay, well, he's gay. Why do we care? And and you know, and I'll be one to admit, you know, when I you know go to do sports and look at stuff, you want to look at you looking for the negatives to talk about. You know what I'm saying, Glenn? Well, well, but the, I mean, again, again, because of the way you know people' lives are, they're not happy with their own life. They're not happy with going on with themselves, so they look to others. You, the old saying is what misery loves company. So when we see this athlete that we quote unquote look up to 
fall from grace, it, it helps you realize regardless of how much money he is, he still has problems and issues like you do, less money. But, but what you're talking about with the whole topic of this, this Collins issue, here's my thing. And, and you know me, I'm always, you know, shoot from the hip. That's just the way I am. And this is my opinion and nobody else's opinion. You know, the, the whole gay-lesbian thing was a hot topic during the presidential debate. You know, a lot of black, a lot of blacks and minorities fell off with uh, President Obama because here it is, as a Christian, he supported, you know, gay rights. Les- you know, he, the, the gays, the, the gay rights. So a lot of a lot of black ministers, preachers, and a lot of church people lost respect for him because him supporting gays and lesbians. I don't have a uh, issue with that. Everybody should make their own choice. That's what life's about, choice. That's like old white men trying to tell women they can't have abortions. It's not their choice. It's the woman's choice. But that's a whole other topic. But we're talking about Collins here. My thing is this. He's played in the NBA for 12 years with, with different teams. He knew all along that he was gay. Now, he waits till it's his 12th year. He just get released. He's not knowing if he's going to get picked up by a team. So what does he do? He brings attention to himself by coming out as the first athlete. It's, it's not the issue of him coming out and, and saying that he's, he's gay. That's not the issue. The issue is timing. He's, he's been through a whole season, which he didn't say anything. Then he makes a comment about the jersey he's wearing. He's representing the kid that in Wyoming that was killed up, you know, outside of Cheyenne for being homosexual, which that was a few years ago. So if that's your reasoning for, for wearing the jersey number, so at the time when you did it, why didn't you come out right then and say your reason for wearing number 98 or whatever it is was because of what happened to that young man up in Wyoming? That's a good time. I just think it's timing because now that he got released and he's a free agent and he's 12 years in, I think he's, he's trying to make a case for himself where if no one picks it up, he'll have the case to say, see, I came out, I was the first athlete to come out in basketball and I say I was a homosexual or I was gay. And now no team wants to, wants to rehire me to play. So for me, it's more of that than anything else. And, and you know what? I look back at, you know, I'm trying not to, I wasn't following that much. But then you see little articles pop up. I mean, you look at his ex fiance. She was a woman like, like you say, you know, you had a woman back then, you know. Why are you coming out now? You know what I'm saying? Like you said, it's just a coincidence that he's trying to come out now. You know, like she was saying that thing, like, well, I didn't know that. You know, we were together, you know. Even though some people, you know, that we were one, but it's kind of funny now that, you know, he wants all this attention and he's getting what he wants, right? Of course, but see, the sadder part, the, which is which is bigger than the, which is bigger than him being gay and coming out, you, you got to talk morality. Here it is. He was in a relationship with a woman where he was engaged, where they weren't married. And if you want to go from a Christian standpoint, you know, and talk morality, they were having sex prior to marriage. So that's a bigger issue, you know, them having sex, not being married. And then the even bigger issue is he's gay. So was he going out at night or was he gallivanting on the road with other men and coming back having unprotected sex with his girlfriend? And now we don't know what's going on with her. So, see, there's a few issues that you have to look at, you know, the whole mor- from a morality standpoint. And, and that's my point. Being gay is backdoor to, to him being in a relationship with a woman, knowing outright that he's gay. That's right. a bigger issue. And, and and the reason why I want to talk about it because you have some people that say, you know, oh that's good, you know. I can't remember some of the athletes, but then you had um, uh, Christopher. I think he had a bad comment, but I think one of the football players said football's not ready for that, you know. Why you think that is good? Football is not ready for somebody to come out there to gain a football player. Well, it's like this. For us for us to sit up in here in today's society and make the assumption that there's no gay athletes in all major sports as well as Hollywood and all of entertainment, you know, that that we're living we're living in a bubble because they're there. And I'm not saying they're there like this is a bad thing. I'm just saying they're there being gay, being lesbian, being whatever they are. You know, so we're not going to get around that. Life is about choices. It's not about us, you know, still pointing the finger or us being immature to the 
to the situation because in every in every family across America, they have either a gay person or a lesbian person, and right. we're going to keep it real. Everybody has one. We may not talk about them, but we have them. So, so that's not even that's not even the issue. Now you're talking about football, you know, because of the type of sport it is. You know, it's supposed to be the man's game. You know, a bunch of big six foot men. You know running around, tackling each other and, you know, making all those noises, grunting and things like that. And so would it be a black eye if somebody in the league came out? Somebody Ben came out. Years ago, it was a Samoan guy that came on after he had stopped playing football. And, and you'd have to look back or I'd have to Google it and remember his name. But he came out and openly said he was gay. But it got swept under the rug because of the time. So in all reality, this guy isn't the first. There was a Samoan football player that came out years ago after he had finished playing for, like, Kansas City. It was either, like, Kansas City or Cleveland or one of those teams, or Cincinnati, I think. He was, like, a big old offensive lineman that came out of the closet and said that he was homosexual and was on, like, 60 Minutes or a couple of other shows with his uh, boyfriend. So. Well, what are we going to do? We're going to take a break. And then, we're gonna, you know, we'll talk about a little bit more about the football because you're right. When it came out, I mean, it was up. They, then, like, it faded away so fast. And this, like with this Collins guy, I mean, it's all over everything now. The president involved, you know. So we're going to yeah. take a break. And, um, Glove, you got to text me before we go to break. Hey. <laughs> What's the weather out there in Chicago, Love? Glove, I got to say, it's hot and sunny inside the house. <laughs> we'll be right back. Glove and love. We'll be right back. <laughs> Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. When it comes to youth and high school football, listen each week to Coach Al Gross at First and Ten Football. Coach covers vital topics relating to the latest trend on a national level. Join Coach as he interviews personalities from the NFL, NCAA, and the top high school coaches from around the country. Catch all the interviews and get in-depth information online at www.firstandtenfootball.com. Your national resource for youth and high school football. First and Ten Football is Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Sports. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need to bench his ass and then move on. I just just think that the coach made a mistake. Crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, always hosting, co-hosting with... Hey, glove, still that glove? You leave us here. Just... I'm, I'm here, love, love. What's that weather looking like in Chicago today? It's funny that you ask that because I've already tell you it's eight degrees out here and sunny, sunny. <laughs> <laughs> glove, you don't hear those reels kicking on the grill right now? You throw some shrimp on the barbie today out there in Chicago? Yeah, I do a little rig grill. When you get eighty out here, you, you can barbecue. <laughs> okay, only at eighty. All right. Well, you're only 78, so you can't do it today. Yeah, no barbecue in Cali today. Weather's not <laughs> nice enough. <laughs> well, we're going to get back to what you were saying because uh, it was interesting when you said, 
you know, the football player. I can't think of his name either. But I thought, like, Cincinnati, Cleveland, he played. I'm not sure either. But, you know, when he came off, he was, gay, he was done playing. But, man, it's like it seemed like it faded away so quick. But this story, I mean, it's all over the news. President Clinton and Obama, everybody involved and saying a great job and coming on and on. Why do you think it's a shift from football to basketball now? I mean, we know, probably know Jason Collins, um intent, you know, coming on. But why do you think the media and everybody so focused on it today? Well, I mean, the, the times have changed. You know, now, you know, it's more accepted because it's more widespread. You know, now you have you have shows. A majority of your TV shows on on on, on the air now are blatantly showing. Gays and lesbians on TV shows. You know, you can turn on a kids show, and they have kids that are in school, you know, in programs or going on dates. You know, I was watching one of my shows with my daughter, and, you know, her mom had a, a problem with it because they were showing teenage kids, you know, girl, girl, boy, boy, going on dates. And so we were like, what, what, what's going on where it's so popular or now it's so acceptable? Whereas back in the day, it was always in the back room, not to say it was a negative, but it wasn't as popular as it is now, I want to say, or acceptable. Well, don't you think, I mean, well, I mean, in a locker room, wouldn't you would know um, the person that, you know, you know somebody was gay? You know what I'm saying? Wouldn't you would recognize it, or don't the teammates know that, do you think? Well, no, I mean, that in the season, you know, when when you make a statement or a comment like that, you know, that's, that's kind of being misinformed or misled because it's saying, you know, when you see a, a racist or a, 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 a black dude dressed with a hoodie and his pants sagging, he's automatically a thug. No, the reason why I'm saying it is because when I was with Philly, everybody was close. I mean, you knew everybody's business. That's what I mean. I mean, in locker room, it was like our own family. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm not trying to stereotype. What I'm saying was, I mean, we were real close, love. I mean, everybody from the offensive side of football to defense, we knew everything about everybody, you know, because we hung again. We felt that was our family. We could tell, you know what I'm saying? And you had a problem with your wife or girlfriend. If you met this girl, you know, it was like you told everything to each other. That's what it kind of mean. Shouldn't a team know, you know, I mean, it's like, I think you I'm trying to get it right where, you said now that do you see the, the players hanging out? Remember when you were saying right. that? No, no, no. I understand. I understand. You said everybody was more close than it was more family oriented. It was more right. geared toward the family. But within saying all that, I'm saying I guarantee you there was still somebody on your team that was in the closet. He just didn't say it because of being ostracized or being criticized or being, you know what I'm saying? People right. looking at him or treating him differently. But the way society is today, think about it. Ellen has a show on TV. We know she's a lesbian. Rosie O'Donnell had a show on TV. We know she's a lesbian. Wanda Sykes gets all kinds of jobs. We know she's a lesbian. So there's guys blatantly or females and men on TV today blatant that we know are gays and lesbians, and they have TV shows. So people are accepting it more than they did years ago. That's all I'm saying. It's more accepted now. Mm-hmm. You turn on any TV show, and you'll see guys kissing. What's it? Modern Family. That's a show on TV that my kids and their mom watch. Modern Family. Well, in the Modern Family, one of the couples is two men. So I guess they're saying, hey, that's the way society is. That's right. a Modern Family now. You know, the old white guy is married to a Mexican woman. There's a... I was going to say something else. There's a white couple, and then there's a gay couple. So I guess in the modern family, there ain't no black in that family. But anyway, that's a whole other story. But there's a gay couple as opposed to a Mexican woman as opposed to somebody being black. But it's just society. It's accepting it. Right. Yeah, I know you're saying society, but what I was saying was, I mean, a team. Is, I mean, you with them all day. You with them traveling. You with them, you know what I'm saying, on a plane, with on a bus. You know, you're all day in the meetings. And, you know, you eat dinner. It's like you. So close. I mean, you know everything. I mean, you know everything, love, you know, about each other, you know? And, you know, I just can't see none of the players, you know, like you say, maybe, you know, there's somebody that probably that you don't know that you're like, man, I was close to that guy. I didn't know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but even even though you can't tell me when you played 
when you played with the Eagles, you can't tell me that there was a guy that never went out drinking with you guys or never went out to the clubs with you guys or never went out and party with you guys. Not that you thought he was gay, but you still like, damn, I wonder why he don't go hang out. He wasn't married. You know what I'm saying? He could have right. been one of, those, one of those religious guys. And you guys be like, oh, he just sent to the Lord. Or, you know, he's just a Christian or X, Y, Z. He's a Mormon, so that's why he don't hang out. But in the back of your mind, you're thinking, man, that dude's a homosexual. You can't yeah. tell me when you was playing that that didn't go down like that because it goes down everywhere. The minute someone does something different than the norm being not drinking, not smoking, not having, you know, sex before they're married, not wanting to go to bars and hang out with the boys, not going to titty bars, the minute any of those things happen, the first thing that pops in your mind is, man, that dude's yeah. gay. Right. Yeah, you're right. I mean, back then, I, we didn't really think of it as much as, like you said, it's publicized now, you know? So you're right. right. Well, that is true. You're right. You know, no, so that's, yeah, I'm still here. No, but that's my point. My point is anytime back when we were younger, because we're a little bit older now, but back when we were younger, anything that was different, what was the first thing that we say? If, if one of the guys on the team didn't want to X, Y, Z, we're like, man, what are you, gay? Right. It was a yeah. joke, but it was a joke, but it was truth in the joke. You follow me? Even right. though we said it as a joke, we still had some merit, like, man, his ass might just be gay. You know? Right. And it wasn't and, negative. And the it reason I brought this up is that I was telling you, it was like, God, what do we care about a person's life outside of what we pay a ticket for? You know what I mean? Again. Again, we're so we're so involved in trying to control people's lives yeah. that that we feel if I'm buying a ticket, I should have some say so in the lifestyle, or I should have some type of say so, or I should be able to comment because I'm supporting them. You know, right. and that's the that's the basis of that. I'm I'm the one that's buying the jersey. I'm the one that you know going to the stadium tailgating, spending all my hard earned cash to watch these guys. So because I'm doing all that, I'm a part of. I should have some. I should have some say so in the matter. Well, it's just, you know, like I said, the only reason I brought that up, you know, because of that. But it's funny how you you call that. You know, like watch, there's gonna be some more stuff come up, and blah blah blah. It's gonna be this big thing, and now we debating over it. You know, shitty, it came out. Shit, you know, it's crazy. That's the that's I mean, that man life. Go ahead, Glo. No, I'm just saying. Think about it. This guy, he, he had this story come out on a, on a Monday morning. Was it Monday or Tuesday? It was uh, Monday. Monday, actually, Monday. He had his story broke on a Monday. Here it is Wednesday. We're still talking about it. So it lets you know how society is and how how newsworthy, you know, the story is. You know, how much how much merit this has right now in today's society. Because here it is. He's made, you know... Print media. He's made all types of shows. You know, he's doing lectures and talking and all that thing. So it just lets you know society has changed when it comes to you know homosexuality. Yeah, yeah, you're right, Glo. Well, hey, um, want to get on our subject? We must we'll start it right now. But um, I think we talked about this. I think it last year it was like off the scale. We talked about it every week almost. You know, gave it, and it seemed like now the story just died and. I, I, I told myself I would never feel sorry for this guy. I can't feel sorry for, you know, Tim Tebow. And I looked at it like the media had just blustered him up, you know. You know, he's all of this person and this and that and couldn't get out. And now I seem like um, I think the Jets just ruined that man's career. I mean, you brought that man in thinking then drove him away like that. It's sad, love. What do you think? You're absolutely right, James. I mean, my my thing, you know me. I'm not a Tebow fan. I think he's a I think he's a hell of a young man for for all that he's been through and all that he stood for. You know, going forward, trying to make himself, you know, against all the adversity. People keep telling him he can't do it. He's not an NFL quarterback, but yet he keeps trying and keeps striving. You know, to to get his craft in order, and yet it seems like. There's always something going on. It became more of a sideshow once he left Denver and went to New York because, you know, 
Rex Ryan is the ringleader. So, like now, it's kind of sad and tragic. They finally let the young man go. And so now all this negative publicity is coming out. You even got, you know, the Canadian Football League chiming in saying he could be a backup up in Canada, but he can never start. My thing is this, and I've always said it. Somebody needs to give this young man a chance to prove himself, which Denver did, but let him go once Elway took over and give this man a, a chance to prove himself so we can finally put this uh, this sleeping dog to rest. And, and you know what, Glove, and like you said, you know, um, he said it, and I'm going to ask this question after, you know, I want you to think about it because we're going to take a break, but the question is, is um, do you see him or do you think he can start for any one of 31 teams as a starter now? Or do you see him as just a backup for an NFL team? So we're going to take a break, Glover. We'll come out. I want to hear your answer on that because you keep saying give this man a chance. But the system that he runs, what team do you see him getting that chance? So we'll take a break. And this is Jay Glove with Eric Glove. But Glover can't say nothing that because it's 80 in Chicago and we got him beating San Diego. So it's Chi-Town. We'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Engelhart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Engelhart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Tune in to a show about making a comeback and what really goes on behind the scenes with your favorite athletes and beyond. Listen for The Comeback Radio Show with Tony Farmer. A lot of people believe what they read on the Internet, hear and see in the media, and on the news. We're going to give our guests the chance to tell the real story without the extra hype. It's not just sports, although that will be a focal point of the program. We'll also look at the world of celebrities, music, modeling, and more. Listen every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Sports. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need to bitch his ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Yes, this is 80 Degrees Chicago. I mean, man, I got mixed up. This is James Loving. Loving sports talk and always Glove of San Diego. Glove. How you doing today, sir? I'm doing good today, Glove. What's that weather out there in Chicago? One more time for the listeners. Well, since you always keep asking me, I wouldn't bring it up if you didn't ask, because I don't like uh, gloating. But it's 80 degrees, and the ribs are slipping like a, like a, like a fish. Well, <laughs> 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 so, so, you know, we got for the break, I had asked you about Tebow, and like, you know, um, do you think he can start for an NFL team or which team? And then, you know, or do you just see him as a backup? I mean, because if you look at, you know, you look at San Francisco Capino, you look at Russell Williams for Seattle, you look at RG3, um, the other quarterback, you know, um, Cam New, they run kind of the same offense that Tebow could run. Can he start for an NFL team? Well, and which team do you think? Well, once again, I'm going to say it, as I always do, Tebow, when he was in Denver, they won out, made it to the uh, divisional game where they lost. 
didn't make it to the Super Bowl. Everybody keeps saying this young man's not an NFL-style quarterback, but he won games and he was productive. Somebody drafted him. They seen something in him. Peyton Manning got $19 million, had one Super Bowl years ago, haven't done anything recently, got to Denver with the same team that Tebow had, haven't won a, a playoff game. Tebow won playoff games, Peyton Manning haven't, and we're just talking about Denver. Let's go current. Can this man play in the NFL? It's been proven. He's not the most effective with the way his throwing style is, but he's been effective. Is there a team out there willing to give him a chance? Probably not, which is sad. But the question is, do you think he can play? Can, do I think he can play? I think he can play in certain packages and certain offenses. But isn't that what the NFL does? They gear their offense to the type of quarterback. It's been done in every situation with every quarterback except for Tebow. So in my mind, there's some teams out there that are losing that probably should give Tebow a shot. Well, I mean, you look at Tebow. Okay, let's look at Tebow now. Let's look at all the other quarterbacks that are still out there. They ain't got a shot glove. I mean, look at Dominic Moran. Look at um, Vince Young. Look at uh, all these other quarterbacks that, that, you know, that's, you know, no NFL can play a little better. They're not getting a shot glove. But what makes you think people should get one and they shouldn't? Okay, how long was Donovan McNabb in the league? For how many years? So he's a veteran. Look at, look at um, Gerard that um, the Jets just picked up. You're making it. You're, you're making You ask the question. I'm answering you back with okay. the, another question. Uh, 14 how long years. In the
Right. No. And mark my word, mark my word, because of how Denver and John Elway did Tebow, I don't care who they bring in there. They're not going to win. And and here's the curse. Until Tebow play, Denver won't win. I guarantee you that team is cursed from them letting Tebow go the way they did it. And by New York bringing Tebow to New York and doing what they did to him, I guarantee you New York will never win until something good happens with Tebow. I'm yeah. saying it today. I'm I'm saying it to you right now. And I agree. I mean, I, you don't want to see him win. I mean, I had a ill feel about Baltimore Ravens, so I know what you're saying. They ain't going to do nothing good until they do right with you. And that's and, what's and, going on with those Raiders. <laughs> right, no, and, and let me let me comment on something earlier we were talking about, on that earlier story I Googled. On the earlier story about this guy claiming to be the first, you know, professional athlete to come out with gay, that's gay. Yeah, yeah. The guy was Isira Tuaolo, and he played. He was from Hawaii. He was a six foot three defensive lineman that played at Oregon, at Oregon State. He was voted the best defensive lineman, the best rookie in '91 when he played for the Green Bay Packers. That's the first athlete that was in a major sport to come out and say he was gay was this Hawaiian kid named Tessero, Tessera Tuaolo, a deep lineman. And he didn't come out till he was 34 and two years out the league. And anybody that want to look at the story, it was on, it was on Good Morning America. He's a big 310-pound lineman. Now go ahead with what you're talking about, James. Yeah, I'm going to check that out. I'd like to see what that's about. But, I mean, it's kind of funny how me and you, you always call me with something, you know, hey, Chicago, you know, this and that, and I got to deal with it. Because you think I'm just all Chicago and all. But I deal with it, right, Glove? Yes, you do. You do. So it's kind of funny. I looked online the other day, and I seen the San Diego Tribune was already making jokes about your boy, um, Ty Tail. How can you do that? And that's y'all pick. And y'all already making fun of him? Come on, man. I got to pull a Chris Carter on you. Yeah, I I knew we weren't going to get away without talking about, you know, my main man, you know, (laughs) Man Tail. Then he came to San Diego when I thought for sure he'd be a Chicago Bear. But anyway, that's a whole other story. But no, no, no. I I I think San Diego's still emotional from what happened with Junior Seau. And so to get the fan base back right and, you know, to to, to, to kind of put a little Band-Aid on the wound for a while, not saying Mante Tail's not a player or a playmaker. You know, he's from a good school, being Notre Dame. He had some good games in colleges. It's just the combine kind of setting back as well as the national championship football game did. So it remains to be seen as an undersized, slower linebacker what he'll do in the NFL in middle. What? Said something. I don't know back in the weeks ago, you didn't want to talk about bring that up. Don't bring him up. Oh, but now he was San Diego. It remains for him to be seen. Wow. Well, really? I knew. I knew Can we I say your words, Glove? Really? I... <laughs> well, I knew. I knew. I knew we could get off this show today without you jabbing <laughs> about our uh, draft pick. So I figured before you got me, I'd get you and bring it up. <laughs> All I got to do is say, we're worried. We can go on to the next story. <laughs> one more time? All I got to do is say one word, and then we can move on to the next story. Can I say the one word? Sure. Really? <laughs> <laughs> You know I because you know that's your word, right? Oh, yeah. Any, hey, the funny thing, the funny thing you bring that up, James. Anybody, anyone that knows me, know I always say that. And now it seems like it seems like everybody says it or uses it in a phrase. But a, a, a friend of mine made a card for my birthday, and that's what the front of the card was like: "Happy birthday." Then it had with a quotation mark. Really? You know, sir. it's kind of funny. <laughs> uh, so I gotta you. I, I could, you know, we could get off the show without me messing with you, right? Oh, I, yes. I already knew. I was geared up knowing that you was gonna bring up Manche Tail because I was out of town 
Listeners, I was out of town in Las Vegas when the draft was going on, and the minute the, the Chargers pick came and they picked Mante Tail, guess whose phone rang as the pick was going through? Guess who was getting a text as the pick was going through? And it was from my buddy in Chicago, James Lovett. Now, the next question is, did I answer the phone? Heck no. I didn't answer no. that. I wasn't answering that phone because I already knew what was going on. But, yes, we do have Dante Tail. I wish him the best, and I hope he does bring something to the Chargers defense, some leadership and things like that. Okay, yeah. Duh, whatever. <laughs> we'll take a break. <laughs> we'll come back to a break. Uh, we got to get some NBA in because, you know, uh, one, I want to talk about Dwight Howard, and then we're going to talk about this Curry. What's going on with them? You know, and I'm tired of Mike Johnson getting Mark Jackson getting on there, taking up for these guys. These guys are adults, so we'll be right back with um, love and love. And like we say, when we get off, the word is today is really. We'll be right back. <laughs> Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice American Network and let's talk football. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving and always host with me, Eric Love. You that Love? I'm here, love. Really, hey, love. eighty degrees in Chicago. Eighty. I got a question. What what kind of barbecue sauce you put on ribs in eighty degree weather? Well, you know what, love. Seeing I am a barbecue aficionado, because the weather is normally uh, so nice out here in Diego. It's still nice at seventy eight, seventy nine. But well, we talk about Chicago say, right now, though, love. Well, you know, Chicago. You probably have to use some Italian sauce because all the Italians and all that. But use some baby rays. Maybe you're ready. This, this open stuff. pit ain't good enough. Who? Open pit. Oh, it's it's just okay. It's okay for an amateur, but I'm more of a baby raised guy. Okay. Well, I was just saying, you tell us San Diego, San Diego, but we were talking about Chicago. I don't know how we got San Diego. But anyway, we, we'll talk about that. That's another subject. Ain't, another story. Ain't that how you say it? That's another story, brother love. There we go. Love. There we go. We're going to want to get into this NBA a little bit. This playoff going on. You know, everybody asks me, you watch the playoffs? I never watched the first round because you would figure the first round, you know, the NBA, they'll beat the eighth seeded and all that. But, I mean, uh, I think I called you last week and asked you if you see Dwight Howard, the last game they played, they got lost. They lost. They got, you know, eliminated from the playoff house. He was ejected and walked off. He only had six points. And you look at, you know, I think we talked to say he's still going to get that $100 million contract. Would you, as an owner, 
sign that man? I mean, what you sign him for? I mean, you sign him just because he's a big guy? He's not a winner. Well, would you go out at the gym? Well, well, let me, let me, let me, let me help you out. It's a hundred and about eighteen million. Don't forget that eighteen. That eighteen is it? Okay. Yes. Yeah, so it's about a hundred and eighteen that he's looking at if he stays with the Lakers. Less than the Lakers, it goes down because the Lakers are the only ones that can afford to pay him the most or the maximum money. You know, as an owner, if I'm a Laker owner, do I pay him? No, I don't pay him because of how he his production was about normal, but it still doesn't say much because Brooke Lopez and Gasol, Mark Gasol, had similar numbers. And they're not making the type of money that Dwight Howard does. So do I pay him? Excuse me. <coughs> no, I do a side and I trade him to another team. He's not worth it. He's not good for the franchise. If you look at all the Lakers centers in the past and all the big men the Lakers had, He's not the typical Laker center. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Oh, but what do you think? I mean, I heard Kobe talk about he's he's a he's a Laker. He's a typical Laker center, and he got dealt with him. First, he was bashing him. Now you're getting on it about you want him there. And all. you know what's that all about? I mean, is that just media talk? Well, you know what? Kobe's finally learning how to be a team player and how to be a leader. And so you love the fact that regardless of him not being behind Dwight Howard when he first got there, not not liking the way Dwight Howard's work ethic is, you like the fact that he's standing behind him, which he's supposed to do. He supports, he's supposed to support his teammate. But Kobe knows the big picture is to get Dwight Howard out of there, but he's going to make it seem like he wanted to be there. And, and, and I mean, yeah, look at Kobe, his time almost done with the Lakers. What, maybe another year if he comes back next year and then maybe a year after that? You know, is it going to be they turning the ball over to Dwight? I mean, with Dwight, I mean, he had teams where he was the main man, but he wasn't winning. Well, I mean, he couldn't take him to that championship. I mean, you need a supporting cast around him to win, don't you think? No, no, no. They thought when they got the three being last, and Howard in there, and then put him with Kobe and the rest, they thought they had an element. They brought in Antoine Jameson. You know, they had Ron Artest, everybody else called him World Peace. So they thought they had the recipe or the makings of a championship team. They don't realize Nash is 39, almost going to be 40. You know, Metal World Peace is fighting injuries. You know, Gasol can't play with his back to the basket. He's a softie. He's not like his brother Mark. And then Dwight Howard, this man's been in the league eight, nine years, and even though he's a good defender, he's a liability on offense. So, you know, they want to build, but they don't want to rebuild. And if you look at it, if they keep these guys, you know, if, if Howard goes, you know, I think Steve Nash still has two years. Kobe has a year. Gasol has a year. So instead of rebuilding, I think they're going to try to keep this nucleus. Hopefully they get healthy and try to win. I don't see it because you look at Metal World Peace. He should, he's done. Steve Nash, like you said, like guards are blown by him. You know, and, you know, Gasol, yeah, he went another year. And then I think he's a bench six man, you know. But who else do they got to show? I mean, Kobe injuries every year. You know, who else do they have but Howard to sign and try and bring some light onto the thing, you know? No, you, you look, at your, you're right, but what you're saying, and they know Howard sells tickets, and they're hoping at some point he might have an out-of-body experience, you know, because they did make it, I think, to the finals one year with Howard and they lost. But I just think it's not the recipe that the Lakers are used to with Dan Tony as a coach. And then with the personnel, D'Antoni is a big man that likes he likes his big men to shoot jump shots, not play with their back to the basket. The Lakers are used to big men who can play with their back to the basket. Eight, nine years in the game, Dwight Howard still doesn't have a twelve feet shot, a ten foot shot. At least Shaq as his game, you know, as he matured in the NBA, he developed a little short jump shot outside of his power move down on the baseline. So what I like about the whole thing was if you Metal World Peace made some uh, tweets or whatever they do that mess, 
where he was talking about Zach Randolph in, in Memphis and talking about Tim Duncan. Now, as a as a teammate to Howard, he goes out there and say the two best big men in the league are Zach Randolph, who's a monster. They call you know Zach Zebo and Tim Duncan, who's in his what seventeenth, eighteenth year. So when your own teammate tweets about two other guys being better than you, that's just, that's just, you know make you look yourself in the mirror and, and think twice. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I mean, you know, he talk about he's gonna sit back and he's not gonna make it you know emotional or people you know you know. But he ain't stupid. He gonna sit back and say, hey, he gonna take that hundred. You say eighteen million. He gonna take that. I guarantee. You, don't you think? Well, I mean, we, we've had this conversation before, James. You got to think of it like this: Dwight doesn't have the mature level to be the big fish in the big pond. Dwight Howard likes being the big fish in the medium pond. So Orlando was good for him. You know, a smaller market is good for Dwight because he can hide, and the expectations aren't as great as they would be with the Lakers or with the Knicks or a franchise, Boston, you know, where they're, you know, demanding on winning. You know, it's not, it's nothing less unless you win. There's, there's no second. It's all about being number one. And in his mindset, being immature, he's not used to having to be productive night in and night out. What do you see him if he stayed the Lakers? What numbers he got to have every game next year? To me, for me, he has to. I mean, let's look at Zach Randolph. Let's look at guys that are like power. Let's look at Duncan, 18 in. This dude is still averaging 20, 20 points and 15 rebounds. If the White could become solid, where he can get a, a strong double double every game, 18 points, 25 points, somewhere in between there, 18 and 32 points with about 15 plus rebounds. And then if Casal could have his 15 to 25 point range, with about 10 rebounds. You know, Metta World will shoot a, a couple of three-pointers every now and then, D up somebody. Steve Nash is going to have to bring his offensive game. Kobe come back, they have a fighting chance. But if they're struggling to score 70, 80 points, then they're going to be in trouble like they were this year. Well, well we're going to see what his decision. I know he'll have to make it soon, but we only got one minute left. You know, I want to thank you again, Joel. Being on show, you always get off work and you come right on and get on. I know you're tired. No problem at all, I'm kind of tired of cooking these ribs. I'm about to get on off here and smack them like they had to say on that one show. These ribs so good ones. Make you go smack your mama. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be be smacking mama loving, boy. Well, I'm going to take D word today, persevere. I'm persevere on these reels, and we're going to get out of here, Glove. All right. All right. Have a good one. Hey, you too. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at Loving That Sports Talk at Yahoo.com.